Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for March 30th, 2023. I'm teaching a series on the miracles of Jesus. I've been teaching this series all year long. This is part 56 of the miracles of Jesus. I pray that you've been enjoying this series. If you've been enjoying the series, put that in the chat. Tell me how, how the series has been a blessing to you. Before I get into the message for this morning, I need to let you know that me and my family, your first ministry is to your family, by the way, but me and my family, we're about to go on vacation. So we were leaving uh, and we'll be gone from tomorrow through Easter Sunday. Um, so Resurrection Sunday morning. So we'll be gone. So what does this mean for you? For the people that watch me live at 7 a.m. Eastern, I'm going to have messages about the road to the resurrection. So messages that are going to lead you up to what Jesus went through in Holy Week. I'm going to talk about Good Friday. I'm going to talk about the cross. I'm going to talk about the resurrection, all of that. So I'm going to, I have pre-recorded messages. So I'm going to place these messages to go out starting tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Eastern uh, and then all next week. So you still want to tune in at 7 a.m. You still want to get the messages, especially about the road to the resurrection. And then when I come back after Resurrection Sunday, we will continue this series. You got it? So for right now, we've been looking at this net-breaking, boat-sinking load of fish. And I hope that you've been enjoying it. We've been looking at this for days. The title of today's message is your level of expectation, put in the chat, say expectation, say I have an expectation, but your level of expectation will show up in your level of preparation. Don't tell me that you are expecting something from God if you haven't prepared for it. Don't tell me that your expectation is up here, but your preparation is down here. Your level of expectation will be proven in your level of preparation. Get ready for the word this morning. All right, so before we get into the actual miracle for this morning, uh, I want to share with you Psalms 126 and verse 4. Those of you that follow me every day, you know this verse by now. But those that are maybe are new, our uh, church, uh, we're meditating on this scripture all year. So Psalms 126 and verse 4, we believe that this is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. And I want to get this through your, your ear gates, get it down in your heart. The Bible says, now, Lord... Do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Restore us to the former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. This is a season where I believe the last few years were difficult for many people. Uh, but guess what? It, it, throughout all of that, if you had any area of your life that went dry in this season, the Lord is going to drench every dry area. I'm talking about fresh wind, fresh fire, fresh anointing. Put in the chat, no dry places for me, we don't have any, want to have any dry places. We want to just enter into your rest and we want the season of refreshing and restoring to flow over us. If you receive that, say amen. Put it in the chat. All right. So now let's get into it. Um, we've been looking at Luke chapter five, but yesterday I introduced you to second Kings or a couple of days ago. I think it was yesterday, second Kings chapter four and also John chapter six. So let me give you a little bit of recap, recap from all of those. And then we'll get into the, the points for this morning. So in Luke chapter five, which is the main thing we've been looking at, Jesus, we know the story by now. Jesus walked up to Peter. Peter worked all night long. He was Simon at the time, Simon the fisherman. He, he, he worked all night long, told 
all night long by the sweat of his brow, had nothing to show for it. He had zero harvest. He was about to go home. Jesus was ready to preach. He sowed a seed from his fishing business into Jesus's ministry. He used his time, talent, and treasure. And then Jesus was like, okay, now I'm ready for you to receive a harvest on the seed that was sown. And, and he told them, go and throw down your nets, nets with an S, go into the deep, throw down your nets for a catch. He almost allowed his intellect to think his way out of his blessing. He was like, you don't know anything about fishing. That doesn't work, Mr. Preacher Man. I'm the fisherman. But nevertheless, because you said so, I'm going to do it. And watch this. Then he received a net breaking boat sinking load of fish. But the size of his harvest had nothing to do with the work that he did all night long. His work produced zero. The size of his harvest had nothing to do with human effort, human power, human ability, human strength. The size of his harvest had nothing to do with his fishing acumen. He tried all of that and he got zero fish. The size of his harvest was tied to his faith. Why do I say that? Because Jesus told them to throw down nets, plural, and he only threw down one net. He got a net-breaking, boat-sinking load of fish. However, if he had thrown more nets, he would have had more fish. And so, so listen, uh, when it comes to the things of God, we have to believe God. He didn't really prepare. He didn't really expect. He didn't really believe because if he had, he would have thrown down more nets. So our expectation is going to be seen in our preparation. In 2 Kings chapter 4, we dealt with the widow. The widow, we know the story. The widow, her husband died. Her husband served the man of God. I'm not going to get into the fact that her husband didn't prepare financially and her husband was in ministry, but he left his family in debt and that's not a good thing. But anyway, he left his his, his wife, his widow in debt and and, and the, the, the debtors, were, the creditors were coming and they were going to get her two boys and they were going to make her boys slaves. She goes to the man of God and she's like, hey, what, what do I do? And so the man of God told her what to do. What do you have? God will always work with what you have. Put in the chat. God will always work with what I have. Oh, glory to God. God is, listen, it is according to what you have, not what you have not. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and 2 Corinthians chapter 9. So God will always work with what you have. The man of God says, what do you have? She said, well, all I have is this little pot of oil. We're going to work with that. God will always work with what you have. All right, so go get pots, get all the pots that you have in your house, and then go borrow pots. And he said, borrow, not a few. And she went and knocked on everybody's door, got all the pots that she can get. And her and her boys, they looked around the house. There were pots everywhere. They locked themselves in the house. And the man of God said, now start pouring the oil. And they poured the oil. And as another pot came, the oil kept going. Another pot came, the oil kept going. Another pot came. And watch this. The oil did not stop flowing until the pot stopped coming. And so, so the the supply did not stop until the demand stopped. And when she was done, she had all the oil. The man of God said, now sell the oil. And she sold the oil. She paid off her debt and her and her boys lived off of the rest. In John chapter six, this is the feeding of the 5,000. In John chapter six, when it came to the feeding of the 5,000, Jesus tells the disciples, you guys go, go feed them. Go feed everybody. He was saying, use your faith. Go feed everybody. But Philip was like being analytical. He was like, well, Lord, if I, let me do the math. Click, 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 click. He says, uh, eight months worth of wages. Like if we, uh, if I take eight months worth of wages and, and we bought enough food, that's assuming that we can go somewhere like, you know, somebody could cook for all these people. But if we bought enough food uh, with eight months worth of wages, it would only be enough for everybody to have just one bite. That tells me he's not even thinking like God because God is a God of overflow. In the feeding of the 5,000 and in the feeding of the 4,000, in both cases, the Bible says they ate until they were full. God is not interested in giving you something halfway done. God is a God of overflow and abundance. And so anyway, 
Jesus said, listen, I, I was, you know, you're over here trying to calculate what well, you're saying. It would take eight months to get the wages. You just give me eight seconds of faith. I'm looking for faith. I'm not looking for work because you can't fund God kingdom's projects with human power, human ability, and human strength. Now, so what does this mean for you today? I went through the recap fast so I can get to my points. Now, I, now I can start teaching. What does this mean for you today? Y'all ready to receive? All right, here we go. Number one, if you are truly expecting, put in the chat, say, I, I'm expecting, say, I have expectation. If you are truly expecting God to do something that he promised in your life, then you will actively be preparing for it. If you are truly expecting something, then you will actively be preparing for it. Put in the chat, say, I'm expecting and I'm preparing. Let me explain. So yesterday I was going to a meeting. And as I was driving to the meeting, actually Monique, uh, Monique Farrell that's watching, I was going to a meeting with her husband. Uh, but as I'm driving to the meeting, the Lord was speaking to me in the car. So one of the things I love is, that, you know, I have, I have to have tools to capture all this stuff. When God speaks to you, you better write it down because if not, you're going to forget it. So on my phone, I have this app. I opened up the app and I just started talking while I was driving and the app captured all of this. But while I was driving to the meeting, this is what the Lord gave me about this miracle. This is what the Lord gave me. He said, okay, think about a pregnant woman as an example. Down here on earth, people say, the woman says, I'm expecting. The couple says, we're expecting. Oh, that's so cute. We're expecting, right? So if you really are expecting, then if the family is expecting, then the family will be preparing. This is what the Lord gave me as I was driving. And then I started to see it all. He was like, okay, if a young couple is expecting, what do they do? Okay, well, they have a baby shower. They have a baby shower. And at the baby shower, pre people bring gifts. People bring gifts, but they don't have the baby yet. People go out and buy gifts, but they don't have the baby yet. People go to Babies R Us when Babies R Us was a thing. I don't know what they do now, probably Amazon. But anyway, they buy gifts, but the baby's not here yet. But they're expecting and so they bring the gifts to the baby shower. Why? Because they're expecting. They take pictures. Why? Because they're expecting. They go get the room ready. They paint the room. They go get a crib. They assemble the crib. They go get a stroller. They get the stroller together. They go get a car seat. And, and this is a car seat. This is the one. They get one for later in life. And they get one for right now, the little one, that this is the one that we need to get the baby home from the hospital. Why? Because they're expecting. They even go get the, the outfit. You know how it is. We got to get that outfit. What's the outfit you want when we bring the baby home from the hospital for those pictures, those day one pictures? Why? They got to get all this stuff ready. You know what I'm saying? And so you, they get everything ready. Why? Because they are expecting. They are preparing because they're expecting. Now, wouldn't it be crazy for somebody to be nine months pregnant, about to go to the hospital, and they don't have nothing ready? They don't have, that means they're not really expecting. If you are expecting, then you will be preparing. So if people, if, if, if people can't see your preparation, then what you're doing is you're showing them that you have no expectation. And so if you really want to be prepared, uh, uh, if you really expect, you will be prepared, right? So unfortunately, a lot of people today, when it comes to the things of God, they say, oh, I'm believing God. I have this on my vision board. Oh, this is my year. This is my season. This is my time. I, I, we're in church and I look at, look at somebody say, this is my time. Oh, this is my turn, girl. 
This is my turn. 2023, this is the year for me. High five somebody. They run around the church. They do three backflips. But they ain't ready. They're not preparing. Like, like just talking a good game, does, it means nothing. Like, you got to be prepared. If you really are expecting a supernatural manifestation of the glory of God, then you will be preparing for the blessing. Then you will be preparing for the manifestation of it. I run into people all the time that say, hey, I'm believing God for this. I'm believing God for that. Hey, would you pray with me? Pray with me for this business. Pray with me for that. Okay, well, are you preparing? They say, oh, I got this side hustle. I've been working on this side hustle for a few years, but this is my season. This is my time. 2023, this is the year for me. Oh, I got it. Oh, I'm ready. I'm believing God. Would you pray with me, Brother Pena? Yeah, let's pray. What are we praying for? Oh, man, there's some government contracts. I'm believing God to get these government contracts. I believe God can, God can give it to me, and he can give it to me at any time. And I'm like, for real? Anytime, anytime. Right now. I receive it. I receive it right now. Okay, cool. Let me ask you some questions. Okay, what's that? All right, if the contracts come today, first of all, do you have you incorporated your business? Uh, some people stop right there. Uh, okay, let's say some, they, they get past that. Okay, let's say the contracts come today. Do you have a system to invoice? Uh, oh, well, you know, okay, let's say they get past that. Then I'll then I be like, okay, do you know how you're going to hire people? You're going to find the people. Do you, do you know how you're going to do HR? Do you know how you're going to do onboarding? Do you know how you're going to do payroll? Uh, then, then, then you're not really expecting. Like, I mean, like prepared blessings come to prepare people. If you are expecting the manifestation of God's power in any area of your life, then we should see it in your level of preparation. Prepared blessings come to prepare people. Listen, what if, what if there's a young couple that did nothing? They have no baby shower. They have no crib. They have no car seat. They have no room at home. They have nothing ready. And the baby comes. You know what happens is what is supposed to be a blessing, what is supposed to be a great time, then becomes a burden. Now everybody has to flex and they're like, oh, this young couple needs help. And all. of course, we're going to we'll gather around, especially if they're part of the family of faith, we'll gather around and help them. But what is supposed to be a blessing becomes a burden. God can't give you something before you're ready, because the, if he gave it to you before you're ready, then what, what, what's supposed to be a blessing becomes a burden. And so now it's not that God doesn't want to do it. Is that that you're not ready for it? And like, so the woman with the pot, she was ready. She was like, man, I got pots everywhere. I got so many pots that when she sold the oil, she paid off her debt. Not only that, she was able, her and her sons lift off the rest. But Simon didn't really believe. Simon threw down one net. Somebody said it was an old one. That joker started breaking. If Simon had believed God, hey, oh my God, I worked all night long. I sweat. I was toiling by the sweat of my brow. I got nothing, but I sold into the man of God. And the man of God just said, throw down the nets. Oh man, you just never know. This is going to be amazing. Let me get all my nets ready. Let me throw this. No, that's not what he did. It's different what he did than what the woman did. And when it comes to, to, to even what, when Philip was analyzing, Philip was looking at it in the natural. Jesus was looking at it in the supernatural. Listen, as a man of God, as a woman of God, when it comes to the things of God, you have to prepare. There's some things that like, okay, I'm expecting God to do X, then prepare for it. I'm expecting God to do Y, then prepare for it. If you don't prepare, then you're not ready. And if you're not ready, now, let me say this before I move on to my second point. This is going to be good. This, this is a good one right here. Now, once you are ready, 
then get ready. Put that in the chat. Once I'm ready, then I need to get ready. Now, once you're ready, once you're prepared, once God has processed you to be able, listen, you got to be processed to be able to carry the weight of the anointing associated with the assignment. But once you're processed and once you're ready, put in the chat. Once I'm ready, then I'm going to get ready. Now, once you're ready, then get ready. Say amen to that. You got it? All right. All right. Number two. That was good. That was, that was the download I got while I was driving yesterday. All right. Number two. God's vision cannot be funded with routine human effort alone. Oh, I know that uh, Pastor Debbie's watching uh, in the Dominican Republic. She's a missionary. This is a good message for missionaries or anybody that's in ministry. What God has called us to do cannot be funded with human effort alone. So Jesus was on earth to accomplish the will of the Father. By the way, that applies to you too. Put in the chat, say, I am, I am here to accomplish the will of the Father. So you are here to accomplish the will of the Father. So anyway, Jesus was on earth to accomplish the will of the Father. He waited 30 years for a three and a half year ministry. He waited 30 years to minister for 42 months. And he did so much in that time that John said in John 21 and 25, if all the things that Jesus did were written down, the entire world could not contain all the books. So we don't even know everything that Jesus did. If all the things that Jesus did have been written down, the entire world could not contain all the books. And he did all of this ministry in 42 months, right? So when Jesus was feeding the 5,000 and Philip started calculating, well, eight months worth of wages, Jesus was like, no, Philip, you're looking at this the wrong way. I don't have time to do things from that perspective. I don't have that kind of time to just be limited by natural resources. I don't have that kind of time to just be limited. I can't limit my ministry to what people can earn. I, I have to, my ministry is tied to what people can believe. Come on, man. Put this in the chat. Say, 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 my life is not based on what I earn. My life is based on what I can believe. Jesus didn't want them to use money. Jesus wanted them to use their faith. Jesus, listen, as a believer, God is looking for your faith. If Jesus waited for all of his projects to just be funded with human effort, his ministry would have taken more than 42 months. But my, there were some things that Jesus was looking to do that he was like, I don't have time for that. We're looking for the supernatural. There's a natural component. Like we need to, yeah, there's natural things that we can do, but then there's supernatural things that we have to do because we're children of God and God is looking for our faith. Your name may not be Jesus. And the time that you have to accomplish your will on the earth may not be 42 months, but the same holds true. You cannot get God's will done relying solely on your human power, human ability, human strength, your good government job, and your paycheck. Like Jesus, you must believe for it. Put in the chat, say, I believe for it. My life is based on what I believe. God gives you a vision that exceeds your ability, your power, your strength. God gives you a vision God tells you to pay for stuff that you don't have the money for. God tells you to walk into rooms that you're not prepared for. God tells you that he's about to give you a position on your job that you're not qualified for. Everybody knows you're not qualified for it, and God is going to give it to you anyway. And so God, God sends you into, into rooms that he's expecting for you to rely on his grace. And so God will push you out there. His vision exceeds your bank account, and God will push you out there so far to where you like, and I've been there a gazillion times, where you're like, okay, God, okay, God, if you don't show up, it's not going to get done. Oh my God, I'm out here, God. Please don't let me look stupid. I don't even know what I'm doing. But Jesus, I relied on you. He is looking for your faith. 
He's looking for you to believe God. Put in the chat, say, I'm a believer. I'm a believer and not a doubter. I walk by faith and not by fear. I believe God. Say amen to that. So he's not, let's put it, say it this way. God is not looking for you to pay for it. God is looking for you to believe for it. Say amen to that. All right, number three. God's vision requires faith and supernatural manifestation. As a matter of fact, let me go back to Pastor Debbie, who's in the Dominican Republic, because her husband helped us to build the school uh, as far as like overseeing. He got us the, the construction manager and all of that stuff. So when the Lord put it on my heart that we were going to uh, work with Pastor Debbie and we, we actually connected to, to the Haitian schools and all of that stuff, when the Lord put it on my heart that he wanted us to have a school in the Dominican Republic and a church in the Dominican Republic, newsflash, I didn't have to come up with the money. Meaning me and Isabella, it was not our job to pay for it. It was our job to believe for it. So as, as a believer, you have to believe God. God has millions of ways to get you millions of dollars to do whatever he's called you to do. But it's not your job always to pay for it. It's your job to believe for it. You got to learn how to believe God for whatever he leads you to do. That could be for money. It could be for anything. You got to believe God because we're, we're called believers for a reason. We were called to walk and live by faith. Say amen to that. So the vision of God is going to require supernatural manifestation. When God calls you to do something, watch this. His call is not based on your paycheck. His call is based on his grace. He already gave you the grace. His resources are already stored up. So when God calls you, watch this. Let me say it this way. When God calls you, he's not checking your bank account. He's checking your faith. Put that in the chat. Say, God is not checking my bank account. God is checking my faith. God is not saying, let me call him, but how much money he got in his check-ins real quick? Let me call her, but hold on. How much she got in her savings real quick? God's calling is not based on your resources because God is the source. God's calling is based on him, on his power, his ability, his strength. His favor can do more in a minute than labor can do in a lifetime. One word from God can turn any supernatural situation around. One word from God can give you something that 50 years worth of hard work can never give you. So you can't earn God's assignment. God planned your assignment from the foundations of the world. God is looking for your faith. And just like you can't earn your assignment, you can't pay for it either. Your job is to believe for it. Your job is to believe. Your job, say, I'm a believer. Your job is to open up your heart to believe God. God is not looking for you to perform. Remember, performance-based religion is about you and what you can do. This is why I believe God hates religion. He's not looking for you to perform. God is looking for you to believe. Put in the chat, say, I believe God. The whole point about the miracles, I'm teaching the miracles of Jesus because I believe that God wants you to believe in his supernatural power. I'm teaching the miracles of Jesus because I believe God wants you to open up your heart to him on another level. I'm teaching the miracles of Jesus because I believe that as we go miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle, God wants you to believe him like God can do anything. There's nothing God can't do. God wants you to get up every morning believing that God is God. And besides him, there is no other. I am in God and God is in me. God is on me, in me, with me, and for me. God is on my side. And if God is with me, he is more than the whole wide world against me. And so you got to believe a thousand can fall at my side, 10,000 at my right hand, but it shall not 
come nigh me. Why? Because I have made the Lord even the most high my dwelling place and my habitation. Come on now. I believe God. I'm walking with God. God is walking with me. I'm believing God. I'm trusting in him. And my heart is open. Whatever God, God, I'm down for whatever. Whatever you want to do, I'm ready to receive it. Whatever you, wherever you want me to go, I'll go. Whatever you want me to say, I'll say. Whatever you want me to do when I get there, I'll do. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't, I don't have the education or the experience. I don't have the money or the funding, but, but I have faith though. I have faith. And since I have the faith and faith is enough, doggone it. God, listen, if you have the faith, then God has the power. If you have the faith, then God has the grace. If God calls you to do something, now what he will do though is as he calls you, watch this as I close, as he reveals things to you in your prayer closet, he says, okay, this is what I've called you to do. But right now, son, right now, daughter, you're not ready and you're not prepared. So in this season, this is a season of preparation so that you can prepare, get prepared. Watch this. Let me say this. God is God prepared things for you from the foundations of the world. And now he is preparing you for what he prepared for you. Put this in the chat. Put this in the chat. Say, God is preparing me for what he prepared for me. So God already prepared some things for me. God already prepared some things for you. But what God is doing now, he's preparing us for what he already prepared for us. And once we're ready, then get ready because then God can release it. But until you're ready, God can't release it because if God gives you the right thing at the wrong time becomes the wrong thing. If God if God gives it to you before you're ready, then what's supposed to be a blessing will become a burden. Say amen to that. That's it. Uh, I'll close this message out with a declaration of faith. I gave you a lot already these last few days. I pray that you've enjoyed it. Uh, uh, the next message is still tune in. These messages uh, leading up to the road to the resurrection, those are going to be a blessing to you. All right, let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. I am a believer and not a doubter. I walk by faith and not by fear. I believe God. You give me the vision and you already have the provision. You are a God of no limits. So my total trust and confidence is in you and you alone. Therefore, I don't see limits. There's nothing you can't do. No assignment you can't complete. No challenge you can't overcome. And no project you can't fund. So I enter this day and the rest of my life with my eyes and my heart fixed and focused on you. My faith for expectation will be seen in my level of preparation. I am preparing for what I expect. Living this way, I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button. You're going to get all my notes in your email. Don't you want my notes? You get the notes for free. All my notes in your email inbox every day for free. That was a lot. So listen, if you enjoyed this, please go into the chat. Do me two things. Go into the chat. Leave me some comments in the chat. Let me know how you're enjoying this. And then number two, share this message right now, right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. I'm gonna, you're going to get messages for the next few days, but you'll see me live again after Resurrection Sunday morning. I love you. Have an amazing day. I'm going to go on vacation, and I'm going to enjoy it. Greater is coming for me. All right. I love you. 
Uh, God loves you too. Talk to you soon. Bye. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, we have several books and products on rickpina.co. These are products designed to help you grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have apparel there that will help you represent the grace life. Thank you so much for being a blessing to us. And we pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you. 